fire. I am furious action, never tempted by distraction. My will, my bow, my arrow, my quill. I am the visionary, master of my destiny. Sharp, loud, fast, strong. I long for new beginnings, spontaneity. To live wild and free, chaotically. Crazed and delicious, I am burning through the yearning, flames devouring, destroying, giving, taking, with sparks that fly, I am the war cry, the eye of the storm, the gaze warm and bright as the sun, my power propelling, my light compelling and free, I devour and delight as you cower before me, I am the bow, the arrow, righteous action, never tempted by distraction or desire. I am fire. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for seekers, healers, dreamers, and anyone on their healer's journey. My name is Amanda Lux, and this episode is all about fire which relates to our third chakra. The emotional qualities, the energetic qualities associated with fire are anger and rage, as well as enthusiasm and action and focus. These kinds of energies can be both supportive and dangerous. So in this series, we've been exploring the ways we can tend to ourselves elementally and the challenge points that each of the elements bring that offer us opportunities to grow and learn and heal. And so with the ether element, we were talking about grief and bliss. And ether is that very first incarnation of energy into physical form through sound, through inspiration, through spirit. And then as ether moves into air, It becomes thought and communication, and that's, you know, can take the form of anxiety and overwhelm, or it can take the form of judgment and envy, or it can be compassion and unconditional love. And as the air element moves down in its vibrational qualities, in its frequency, it becomes fire in our body, that's the third chakra in the solar plexus, when we become embodied enough to take action in the world, in the physical. And so the fire has qualities of being very direct and very clear and very focused. When it is in alignment and we're channeling fire in its purest sense, we are in our true power. We know what to do and how to do it, and we don't think about it. We just do it. We take the actions that need to be taken. We are about focus and direction, and we have that visionary capacity through the eyes. The fire shows up in three different areas of the body in polarity, and one of them is is through our eyes and our forehead in the Aries of the fire. And then as we move down it to the solar plexus, it's the Leo, that shining sun. 
And then as we move down into the thighs of the Sagittarius, it's those large muscles that help us to run and to, to take forward momentum in our lives, to actually go out and accomplish and achieve. And fire is incredibly, amazingly helpful as an ally for getting anything started or getting things initiated. We can use it to protect the boundaries that the earth holds. So the fire is the protector of our boundaries. Fire can be the, the most potent ingredient if we want to organize and create change, if we want to uprise, if we want to channel our anger and rage in a healthy way. We want to be in right relationship with fire. You might remember the first time you encountered fire when you were little. I don't remember my own first encounter, but I remember my son first time he touched a light bulb and he learned the word hot. <laughs> that was an unpleasant experience, right? He got burned, his little tender fingers. And so I remember that event and it reminds me how fire teaches us to be in touch with our humility because when we get too close, we get burned. Or when we let it get out of control or untended, when we ignore it, it can internally combust. And when we don't honor our fire in a healthy way, then it can come out in outbursts. It can come out in unhealthy ways, in violence. So it's good to have a healthy respect for fire, to be a little humble when we relate to it. Because again, it does deal with our power, our personal power. And to be in right relationship with our power is to know the difference between our authentic truth and our ego, and to be able to really discern between the two. When we talk about soul care and how we can tend to our fire elementally and to the fire of the world, right, there is this question of what does it really mean to be in right relationship with the fire. And I think that's a really important thing for us to contemplate in this episode and what I would like to explore with you as we invoke the energies of fire as an ally and a wise teacher. human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, 
Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. As I was contemplating how I wanted to approach talking about the fire element this, in this episode, I came across that poem in two different ways in two days. And it's a beautiful poem by Rumi that I've heard many times. I'm sure you have probably as well. And I thought it was just absolutely perfect for sitting around the fire of this discussion and kind of looking at how we can relate to fire in the healthiest way possible how we can invite its lessons in a way that that doesn't burn, (laughs) or at least not too harshly, right? That can keep us warm and alive and vibrant without, you know, burning our, our house down. The way that I think this poem speaks to that is, is through the invitation to treat each of our emotions and the uh, conditions that that greet us in life as guests and to acknowledge and honor them for their wisdom and the teachings that they come to offer us. We can recognize that these visitors are not us. They are not the home we live in. They are just passing through. And when we relate to each of these energetic qualities as honorable guests, as wise visitors, as teachers. And we take the time to get to know them, to invite them to our table for tea and to ask them questions or to maybe go on a walk. Fire would probably rather walk than sit (laughs) or maybe dance it out. But it has something for us always, something that either in the energies of our lives or in the energies of ourselves that need to be witnessed, that need to be heard. So in answer to that question, how do we create a relationship with the fire, with our anger, with our rage and our enthusiasm, with our gumption to to do and take action? How do we create a healthy relationship with our fire? I think that really comes down to how can we observe with curiosity, listen, be willing to be courageous and sit down and hear what our energies have to say to us. Take the time to get to know them and to not be so overly identified. Dr. Stone has this great section. He's the creator of polarity therapy in one of his volumes where he's discussing the five-fold combinations. And it's, it's in a piece called Inquiry into the Gross Body. So there's five elements, and each element contains all the other elements. And he's saying, roughly, fire is only about half fire. And then it's also made up of of water and earth and air and ether. Those are the other four parts. And the fifth part would be making up half of the whole, which is fire itself. So within each element are all the elements. 
And he goes through the five-fold combinations of each of these elements and how they show up for each other. And in the negative pole or the challenge points of the fire, as it manifests through the other elements, he writes this, hunger, sleep, thirst, luster, laziness. Hunger is the main quality of fire. Sleep is produced by the combination of space with fire. Thirst is produced by the combination of wind with fire. Luster is produced by the combination of water with fire. Laziness is produced by the combination of earth with fire. Hunger, sleep, thirst, luster, and laziness, I am not. These are objects and I am able to see. They are not mine. They belong to the elements noted above. I just think it's fascinating that the way that he describes the qualities of fire and how they show up in the gross body, right? In the densest versions of themselves and of our physical experience. And my favorite part is he lists all of these qualities and he says, I am not these. I am not these things. These are objects that I am able to see and observe and be in relationship with. They belong to the elements. They don't belong to me. They are visitors. They are guests. And yet we are made of all of these things, but they are not us at the same time. One of my favorite references to this is in the Hawaiian tradition, the idea that what we truly are is spirit greatness. And they have a way of describing our emotions as opposed to saying, I am angry, you would say, I am spirit greatness having an experience with anger. (laughs) And this is one of my favorite ways to approach the challenging experiences that life has to offer is with this kind of observation. And usually in order to get there for myself personally, I start out in the midst of it. I I always start out in the forgetting place. Otherwise, I wouldn't be challenged at all. And sometimes for me, the way that my challenge with fire shows up is I push too hard, too fast in the beginning and I burn out. And even when I was preparing to record this, I lit a candle. I have this little beautiful oil lamp candle that I lit and the flame was huge and I'm like this is perfect I have this giant flame to inspire me for this episode and sure enough it it just burned itself out within minutes (laughs) I thought this is hilarious it's just completely demonstrating you know my own issue with fire (laughs) and so I went and I got a different candle that a friend of mine made And I lit this candle, but the flame was so small. And even now, it barely looks lit. It is just a glowing orange wick, really. There's no actual flame to it, but it's not completely extinguished. It's just the tiniest flame. So the contrast to me was absolutely hilarious. And I thought, well, this is perfect because this candle, even though it barely has any light coming off of it, will will last through the whole episode if not longer it's it's not going anywhere whereas the really big flame burned itself out it it ate up all that oil right away it was so hungry it needed a lot of energy and it consumed itself really quickly 
And I, I tend to have that experience in my life where I just have all this gusto and ambition and excitement and I dive in and then I get kind of burned out and it really can be, that can be my negative pull experience where I'm like exhausted and frustrated and inevitably that often tends to initiate a feeling of failure or a lack of confidence will start to come in. This comes up for me and I I meet it in different ways, listening to my own patterns, observing them, and being willing to learn and to get burned a little bit, yet to like just honor it. So I think for myself, I would say, how do I meet the negative pull of any element? How do I greet these unwanted visitors, <laughs> these guests as as honorable teachers and how do I make them allies for myself and my soul on my path and I think what I would say is is just through curiosity and through attention just being willing to listen and to hear what they have to say Fire is also about embodiment. The fire element is that third chakra place of power where we come into physical manifestation, where we get to be form and flesh and muscle, where we get to actually take our ideas and our inspirations and do something with them. And for me, fire is my greatest teacher around embodiment and how to really be in relationship with the chaos and our life energy. So I wanted to offer a little exercise around meeting our fire in our body and exploring how that feels to be in relationship with it in a visceral way, not necessarily in a heady way, because fire is about experiencing things in the physical realm, right? So I'm going to use my voice to express this, but I want to invite you to listen, not with your head, but more with your body, to just let the words move through and into your body. And ideally, allowing yourself to move with them. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing in the moment... You can multitask if you want to, or you could just put that down and you could intend to have an experience with your own fire. And that begins by just having a little sort of body scan or check-in, a little somatic attunement where you bring your attention from your thoughts or your mind or from the external world into the realm of your own physical geography noticing the universe that exists within you, noticing that there is as much known as there is mystery here, probably way more mystery actually, and to just bring your attention with curiosity and playfulness and openness into the realm of your own fire 
your own third chakra, your solar plexus, and noticing that you have this light within you that burns hot sometimes and dim at other times. And noticing just how it feels in the moment without judgment, without needing to change it. There's no right or wrong way. It's just an invitation to become acquainted with where your fire is at right now. I invite you to treat it as an honored guest. To acknowledge that it's ever-changing, ever-responding, ever-evolving. You are the house. You are the master of your own domain. And this guest here, the fire that lives within you in this moment is just passing through. And so how can you honor this guest by giving it your attention? Noticing how it feels to behold this elemental quality and maybe even becoming curious about how that fire wants to move through you. What is the movement or the motion or the gesture or the posture that comes forth as you make relationship with this energy within you, with this light? How does it flicker? What is its heat like? How does it breathe? How does it move your lungs and your diaphragm? How does it ignite your muscles? And if you're so inclined to take this inquiry into motion, I invite you to dance it out whether that's dancing in your chair or dancing in your living room or dancing on the sidewalk, wherever you are, whatever that movement, whether it's subtle or whether it's total wild abandonment. I invite you to explore how the fire moves through you today. And if there's a place that you have felt particularly uncomfortable with fire, either with anger, or with boundaries, or in needing to learn how to better focus or discern or take action in your life, or to face things that need to be faced, to step into your full power. Even if it's uncomfortable at first, even if it's strange and awkward, to just be willing to dance that dance with fire and to see what can be created, what alchemical marriage can be formed from this allyship, and how can your life possibly benefit from more empowerment and clarity and discernment and agency? How can you dance that dance?
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. Please check out elevationhive.com for all resources on classes and upcoming events. Thank you for listening, for bringing your energy. I invite you to share this episode with anyone you think could benefit and leave a review on Apple or wherever you are listening. If you feel compelled, I would appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. It's such an honor to be in sacred community with you.